You're listening to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. You've read the stories of the drivers and others involved in the sport that we all love. Now hear their stories firsthand via our all-new podcast to find out how their passion for motorsports has made life worth living. It's, it's new. You, we've, we, we've had New Year's now. Yeah. How was your Christmas? It was good. What did you get for Christmas? Uh, actually, we put up a mural uh, in my house. Who's um, she? She, no, <laughs> it's not a she. Muriel? No, it's not a Muriel, it's a mural. <laughs> what What the hell is a mural? Oh, is that one in painting things? Girl, I'm from South Boston, you gotta say painting. It's a bunch of pictures, actually. Oh. We did a collage. It's a collage, it's a yes. Collage. I had a collage for dinner yeah. last night. Oh my God, it has some fresh carrots and cucumbers on it. No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so What's we mainly collage did of? Uh, It's actually all the dogs and cats I pets it. That's look at you. <laughs> oh, if I didn't have such a black heart and soul yeah, right now, yeah, you don't care about I'd, animals. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I have sorry. People. That's my side. That's my side passion. I like cars and I like dogs and cats. <laughs> I got the best Christmas gift I could ever Did you get. Get a new car? <laughs> no, but I we're gonna talk about that because we, t- tonight we got the Battle of the Builders from SEMA, exactly. and they got some cars that I want as a right. gift. <laughs> Um, there's one in particular, which we're going to talk about when we talk to them, but no, I got a Patriot's loss. Oh, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew you were going to bring that up. Eventually. They're not going to the Super Bowls. Well, They're not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's not what, like all of night, like, but the quarterbacks both are like under 26 or something. Yeah, and you know, don't tell me that, that the NFL didn't plan on that. Come on. They had Drew Brees lose two right I mean, back to back. Don't tell me this wasn't planned. You see, see, but here's here's the thing I don't get. It. NFL they 100. They want Tom to go every year. Right, right. NFL 100 this year. Right. Um, they should have had the pack. Packers and, and the, the Chiefs. No, no, and no. the Chiefs because no. what was the first Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, it was Packers and the Chiefs. Packers Chiefs. Now, see, I'm on my Patriots Packers Super Bowl. Oh, whatever. Yeah, please. Especially if Tom's going to leave us. Ugh. Well, I mean, you know, when you talk about people who are in the know, um, I want to thank <laughs> our not. recent guest. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Dan Kahn from Con Media uh, the automo- and automotive collector Bruce Meyer. Wow. I know, right? Wow. Oh, and I just found out right as they're opening up, you know, they're getting ready to open the James uh, Hatfield collection. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah, the Metallica collection. (laughs) Actually, James hasn't been around any of the public before he's going to this appearance. Right. Except for he went to a restaurant the other day and somebody called him. But but he has been in rehab. And the first thing he's going to do coming out of rehab is going to do this Peterson automotive collection. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's well, I just heard that on the radio yesterday. I was like, "Hey, I didn't know he was in rehab." I mean, again. It's, I'm, I'm I mean, you know, I I feel for him. I hope yeah. that the rehab is is Works what he needed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the fact that he's actually going to be there cuz yes. cuz that exhibit uh, you know, especially when you're talking about those classic Cadillacs. Oh, yeah. That is going to be Oh, I I wish I could go. Yeah, I wish I, wish I could be there too. But you you knocked it out the park last time with Dan Con and Bruce Meyer. I mean, t- I mean they were just blessed. I don't know that I had any of. I, I had nothing to do with it. They were <laughs> they they were there. That was Ford versus Ferrari. That was yeah. that was it right there. Yeah. Um, forget Christian Bale. I want to talk to him anyway. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's, what's he going to tell me about a car? Yes, I rode in one. Shut up. Get out of here. Go tea and biscuit. How much weight did you lose or gain for this role? I think Go he had to lose weight for this role. Sit down. <laughs> no, get, getting those two guys was phenomenal. And the fact that coming up tonight, right here on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com, we have the 2019 SEMA Battle of the Builders. Yes, I'm really excited. Um, you know, we've talked to a Battle of the Builders winner before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, keeping my fingers crossed to keep getting our Battle of the Builders winners yeah, on they're phenomenal. behind the wheel. Yeah. And uh, if somebody else wins in 2020, just feel free to contact me instead of me having to contact you. <laughs> instead of having to dig you up. You know, more than likely, I'm going to have to dig you up. That's okay. Um, but, yes, we are going to be joined by the Ring Brothers, Jim and Mike Ring. And, no, we're not talking about... The Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. <laughs> or the Ring Brothers, the old wrestling duo from South Georgia. See, I don't back remember in them, NWA but Chris in the does. 70s. Oh, you know, they, they, you know, they were jobbers like George South. They didn't win anything. As a matter of fact, I think they would don a mask every now and then and call themselves the Thunderfoots. The Thunderfoots? The Thunderfoots. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that was the thing. Why are you laughing at me? You know it's the truth. The you lived here in the South, too. Don't lie to me. The Thunderfoots. Somebody out there is slapping the dash right now going, yes, I remember the Thunderfoots. I remember the moon dog spots. Yes. The moon dog spots. 
<laughs> so, no, I'm really excited to have them because... They have some of the coolest builds I've ever seen. Seriously. They, yes. they Now, they were a SEMA winner, but not the Battle of the Builders winner. In 2014. Right. right. So this is their first time winning, and I cannot wait to ask them about a livable vehicle that they redid. Oh, my gosh. So. If you, if nobody's gone on the Ring Brothers website, you need go, to go on there, because there is there are some vehicles that are incredible. Yes, there are some sports cars and things like that. Man, there's one vehicle on there Don't. that I'm not going to ruin it. Chris won't let me. Don't. But there is one vehicle on there that is just, it, it blows the mind. The story the story has to be as amazing as the vehicle is. <laughs> so, I, so I cannot wait. 2019 SEMA Battle of the Builders winners, Jim and Mike Ring, coming up next right here on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. Hang on. Attention racers, race fans, and gearheads. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that stokes your engine, then check out RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance classifieds where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. Check us out at RacingJunk.com. Racing and performance classifieds built to go fast. So welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. Little E, Chris Young. And on the phone, we got, I'm going to call them the Fabulous Ring Brothers because that just sounds like a good 60s NWA wrestling team. It really does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, we got Jim and Mike Ring, SEMA champions. Gentlemen, welcome to Behind the Wheel. How's it going out there? Good, good. Thanks thanks for having us. We, uh, we're getting a bunch of snow today, so oh, really? we went up to the top and shovel. Yeah, where I, are you guys from? I, I was going to ask, so, so we're actually in North Carolina. Where are you guys at now? We're up near Madison, Wisconsin, in a small town called Spring Green, Wisconsin, which is where Frank Lloyd Wright was from. Oh, my wow. goodness. Oh, yeah, so that's definitely snow country. I mean, of course, <laughs> it's cold everywhere. I was going to say, are you in Florida? Because apparently it was so cold in Florida yesterday that iguanas were falling out of trees. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, they were yeah. freezing and falling out of trees. I, I was in Tampa just last week, and it was like almost 87 degrees every day. But it was, it, the temperature oh. dropped to like next to, like I think it was in like upper 40s or something yesterday wow. <laughs> so, so so i gotta ask but before we even get going on the uh, on the current sema championship i want to know in your bio you talked about how you guys just had automotive in your blood and anywhere you could find to build or do builds including a chicken coop you guys were doing how did the chicken coop get thrown in there well, that was uh, our cousins, and uh, our mom, she didn't uh, let us start in her garage yet, so we had to go up into the chicken coop in our our first cousin's uh, farm up there. So that's where we first started our uh, actual passion, tearing things apart and being able to leave it lay for a few days. Yeah, the first car we painted was in that chicken coop, and it was a, about a 68 Volkswagen Beetle. Painted it with farm paint because it was good and cheap, but right after we got done, a bird's nest fell out of the ceiling right in the middle of the hood. Literally a bird's nest. Yeah. Well, it didn't really matter because the whole thing looked like a bird's nest anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, when, when you say farm paint, did you guys whitewash it? <laughs> what, what color was it? Uh, yeah. It looked like that. Yeah, it might have looked better, actually. It been a little duller, so you wouldn't have been able to see all the dirt. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. So how did, how did you guys get started? Really, uh, we both had good jobs. And... Uh, just, you know, I was in Denver, Colorado. I was a crane operator for a construction company. This is Jim, and Mike uh, Mike was working for an environmental company. And my sister, who also worked for that exact same company, called me. I was in Denver at the time, and she called me and said, you want to go to work for this company called SOS International, which Mike was working for, and she was. And I knew I wanted to get closer to home, so I moved back home or back to, to Chicago. And after a few years of that, I knew I didn't want to raise my kids in Illinois or Chicago. So I bought a, an old 69 Camaro Indy Pace car, found it in the paper, had no money, went down to the corner bank, asked them if I could borrow $5,000, and they actually gave it to me without any any credit at all. And uh, drug that home. At that time, Mike had a gas station in, in our small town of Plain, and uh, drug it in there, tore it apart. 
we started in my mom's basement and you know that was kind of the start of it just decided I didn't want to go back to Chicago I wanted to be in cars and obviously misery likes company so I asked Mike to get in business with me and <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how it happened yeah so I, I was working back and forth in between but um, I was living in Nashville in 94 and then we came back um, and we've been partners ever since Wow. I love hearing stories about people starting things basically from the ground up. I mean, with next to nothing and then turning into something successful like this. So once you started, you know, was it your goal to just build cars and, you know, maybe get a little little accolades here and there? Or was it just to, you know, see what you could do? I mean, did you have a dream to say, you know, someday we're going to be at SEMA? Or was it just, you know, let's just see what we can do to help people restore classic cars, that kind of thing? No, really not at all. We we didn't even know what SEMA I didn't know what SEMA was. And, and uh, to be honest with you, we, it started out as a collision business just because we figured out we could make money doing collision. And then Mike and I... You know, obviously, with our passion for cars, we've always loved cars. We buy something and, you know, restore it or fix it up ourselves and then end up selling it. And, uh, you know, we finally figured out that there was people out there that actually wanted us to do their car, which was kind of cool. And uh, that was really the start of it. But we had no idea what SEMA was. I remember my wife, Peggy, calling the magazines, trying to get them to put a picture of our car in, in anything, uh, you know, telling them how cool our cars were, and, you know, that never happened. Obviously, fast forward, when we're old people now, we, we got a few magazine cars, but uh, it's just funny how life, life is, you know? I would say you got more than a few magazine cars. I mean, just yeah, from the right. gallery alone at ringbrothers.com, it's it's like, wow. And, and there's two that I have to ask you about before we get into the SEMA build. The 72 AMX Javelin, is that yeah, one that yeah. you guys still have, or was that a customer car? That was for Prestone. You know, that car was really special to me because growing up, my dad had a Skelly station, and he sold it to my older brother, which there's seven of us in the family, Jim being the youngest. And I used to wash that car on Saturdays and change oil in it. And it really was a car that I thought was cool back in the day. I remember when he bought it brand new in 72, and I would change oil in it. And it, it just so happened that the guy just never drove it anymore. And then Jim can tell you how it, how it went from there. Actually, I was cooking fish for our church fish fry and he was a couple fish cookers down for me and he said hey he said uh, you want to buy my amx and i said yep and uh <laughs> and i didn't even know he had it anymore so we went up and looked at it it was like a time capsule in his basement with the you know still had the the cb in it and wow. all the swank 70 stuff but eight track eight track it was pretty cool car it was definitely with a time capsule but we ended up buying it and then pressed on well we waited we always wanted to build it yeah but, but we did we just kind of sat on it and then Preston Antifreeze came to us and wanted to do a corporate car and I think in their minds they were thinking Camaro or Mustang and so we pitched that AMX on them and they were like why that car just because nobody's ever really done one and uh, you know obviously AMX used parts from about every supplier they could get right. so, and they wanted to get the point across that their antifreeze worked and everything so what a perfect car I was, I was going to say you do not see AMX's on builds and, and even more rare are Javelins and I mean, I mean, when you talk about one of the muscle cars that really didn't get the love that muscle cars should have gotten, that that javelin's right up there, and that that build is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, Chris is over here drooling. I'm afraid he's going to short out the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, don't even try to sell this car to him because I'm telling you right now, Chris does not need anything that goes fast. Not not only yeah. that, I mean, in most states, I'm not allowed to drive. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, or or you know, you you talked the story the story about going to the bank and getting five grand with no credit. I got so many banks chasing me right now. It's like, could you loan it? <laughs> exactly. Well, the Javelin, you know, that car, what really 
really killed those cars was so much nose out front. And yeah. By moving that wheelbase ahead six and a half inches, it really it brought that car to life, and I think it made it, because there's a lot of cool lines on those cars, and uh, moving them front tires ahead that far, stubbing the nose off, it really changed the look of that car. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. So uh, the, the other question I wanted to ask about the cars and the builds, who gives all of your builds the nicknames? We typically come up with something, and if we can't, the owner will. But uh, there's a lot of really, really dumb ones. <laughs> like, I kind of like the defector. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, it went I, to I'm London. I'm out why you, you know? name a truck Clem, but hey, why not? You know. Okay. <laughs> so I heard the spirit behind everything. So, uh, Madam Five is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, too. I like I the Madam. I do. It should have just been the Madam. Madam V. Yeah, Madam V needs to have some gold on her. Oh, it's, oh, it's Madam V, not Madam Five. Okay. Oh, Madam yeah, V. Well, Tom, I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give me, give me the story behind that one. Madam V was uh, Wes Rydell, the owner of that car, wanted to name it after his wife, and his wife's name Vivian, so it became Madam V. Ah. Uh. That's why we name it Vivi White, and we've got underlying stories for everything, like like that javelin, that color. Um, it was actually a BMW color, an M3 color, and Jalopnik named it the ugliest color of all time. So we called the car Jalop Gold. Uh, to, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, they use that color on everything, and they're calling it ugly. I'm, I'm confused. Okay. Uh, the color of their so, website is that. Okay. Um, I am curious so, what all you all did to the Madam V, because I, I personally like her a lot, and I think she's got a, f- a female, like, you know, femme fatale kind of That's feel a strong to feminine car. That's right. Yeah. That's not just is. like a girly girl car. It was a really cool project for us. It, it, the guy brought us two um, 2016 ATS, ATSs. One was a V. The Vs weren't even out yet. It was coming. So he told us to go buy a regular ATS. We're talking brand new cars. Cut them apart and uh, built and 248s and built two of those cars or one car out of four cars and everything in that car works except the curtain airbags everything else works wow. Even, airbags uh, don't work in cars anymore anyway so you know they're doing right. billions of recalls for airbags yeah. not working oh I like the back of the car oh my gosh <laughs> sorry I just saw the yeah, back side <laughs> funny story about that car is when we got it done right before SEMA we backed it outside and we did not put a third brake light in it because it was a 48 Cadillac platform and just didn't feel it needed one for the look but uh, backed the car outside and OnStar called West in Arizona and told him he had a tail light out of his Cadillac well they don't they didn't even realize it was a 48 Cadillac that all that stuff was uh, in and not uh, that's hilarious not, yeah so West called me and said hey I got a tail light out of my car I'm like how the hell would you know that <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Speaking of SEMA, I'm going to save the other one I want to ask you guys about since since you just mentioned SEMA. Yeah. Which cars did, did you guys take to SEMA, and what were your thoughts going into the 2019 year? Well, we took two, two cars and Madam V. Uh, the uh, 69 Mustang Mach 1 that looks pretty stock except we widened it an inch aside, but it's really subtle. You know, we did what the owner wanted, more race theme, race numbers. I mean, we didn't have any expectations. We just thought it was a nice car, and we have some sponsors, so it's nice to put them in their uh, booths and get some traffic for them. And then a car that we thought was pretty special was that Camaro that we fully scanned it and built it all. Uh, with the help of Gary Rago, so the car is five inches wider in the rear, three inches wider in the front. Moved the wheelbase on that one, I had an inch and a half. But the whole car is machined. I mean, we made, we machined every part, the roof, the trunk, the every, the bumpers. The only part of that car that would fit a regular 69 would be the two side glass. Other than that, nothing else would fit a 69. But yet, it looks very 69. Cool. So I want to back up just a little bit. You know, we talked about what you built 
you know, in 2019 as far as SEMA. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, Chris just saw it. Um, <laughs> I mean, woo! <laughs> I want to know how you all kind of got into building cars. I mean, where did you, you know, learn the skill to do that? That's not something that just anybody can do. Like, there's no way I could build a car, God forbid. <laughs> Well, you know, it started, I, I feel like here where Jim, we, Jim was doing restorations before I got in with him, and uh-huh. he just, way before that, he was, cool. we figured yeah. out he needed a cool car to find cool women. <laughs> oh, no. uh, so, so, yeah, we always liked the cars, but when I came in and we were still doing a few restorations, Jim would get bored with it, so he would always start cutting something, and, you know, I, neither of us went to college, uh, I went in the Navy, Jim went in the laborers union and then turned into an operator. But, uh, you know, it's just the passion that drove us to uh, keep digging. Collision really helped us see how new cars were made, try to incorporate as much of that into our builds. So uh, there really isn't a, a path other than the school of hard knocks. And, you know, that's so true because, you know, if it doesn't bite you in the wallet, you really don't learn. If, if you did something and it went smooth and didn't cost you anything, you really don't learn. You learn by your mistakes. Whoever, well, that's whoever said Amen that. that <laughs> so, oh, we have plenty of them. We, so, got, we got dumpsters full of them. <laughs> I, I was going to say, when making something like the 69 Camaro, and, and first off, how do you pronounce the name? Well, it's it's a Belgium spelling, so I can't, but it means Valkyrie. Okay. That's what I figured. Okay. But so it's a, it's a Belgium spelling, so I really it has to do. The owner picked the name, by the way, but it has to do with the angels that pick the soldiers on the battlefield battlefield that are going to die or something like that, or the ones that live or whatever. Yeah. Because because Ella kept saying it. Yeah, no, it's the Valkyrie. I'm like, no, that's not what it spells. I know, it's but that, that's I'm what. Just, she, yeah, that's what it stands for. Valkyrie. I was like, no, no, it doesn't say Valkyrie because I'm, I'm I'm very literal. Plus, I like pushing her buttons. Oh, you're not literal. How many? <laughs> how many would you say mistakes when you guys were building this one? I mean, obviously, it's a championship car. It's gorgeous. Um, if you haven't taken a look at the SEMA 2019 builds, you know we we encourage everybody to go take a look at it because th- there's a reason that this one won. Um, it, tell me what. What went into at the time, the mistakes, what was the driver of this vehicle and the path to get there? You know, I don't think there was a whole lot of mistakes made on that car because we couldn't afford to make one. I mean, I think just the roof on that car was about $80,000. That's just for the roof panel. Um, So, yeah, it was a a car that we had to... um, trust our designer and what we were machining because really we didn't get the parts till February and then start putting this thing together. We had already moved the wheelbase because we knew we were going to do that. And um, There's things like uh, I'll just give you a little example. If you look where the exhaust is on the car, I don't know if you saw it at all. It comes out the back because it's a Belgium car. The license plate is up in the taillight panel which really left us a cool place for some exhaust. Mm -hmm. And if you look below that, we didn't like how the hang uh, the exhaust brackets we made look. So Jim come up with the idea because the car is all carbon to make a little sign sign called carbonated <laughs> and uh, machine that and put it in there to cover up what we didn't like about that bracket. So there's I see all- it. yeah, I see it right underneath that dual exhaust. That is really cool. I like yeah. the dual exhaust. I think I it like looks cool. That. It looks like a parachute yeah. was to shoot out the back. But I like drag racing. It kind of reminds yeah. me. Of that. Yeah, we always said it looks like you could throw T-shirts out of it. Yeah, the, it does kind of have that T-shirt cannon look. Yeah, totally does. That would be so cool if it spit out Ring Brothers T-shirts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I actually, even though Chris really liked, and I always say it wrong, the Valkyrie, Valkyrie, Valkyrie. Yeah, okay. Bless um, I actually like the other build, the uncle. Is that how you say it? I don't know yeah, that's how you say it. It yeah. looks like uncle. uncle. It's U and K L. It's not. It's yeah, not, no, not like no, your uncle. No, no. What's the story with that? Because I'm taking a look at this gorgeous blue '69 70 Mustang, and I love it. I wow. Love Mustangs. But but how how did the name and the bill for that one come about? 
Well, the owner really wanted to build a track car that he could actually take up to like Elkhart Lake, oh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, okay. and just enjoy it, take it to the vintage races, and and it kind of got. I don't think he ever wanted it as nice as it turned out. To be honest with you, he was looking for more of a track car, but we can't leave well enough alone, so we keep chasing it. But uh, anyway, very happy. He's gonna. Matter of fact, that car, that Mustang, has in the headliner inside of it has the uh, Elkhart Lake track on the headliner. We thought we kind of just snuck that in there in case he got lost up there. He'd know where he was going. That's cool. Uh, but, I've never uh, heard of that before. I'm sorry, great. that is so freaking cool. I mean, cool. There, there, there's not much in Elkhart besides people that make RVs, so, you know, you, yeah, he, right. he, he will need yeah. a map. I love that, um, but, you know, can you look up while you're driving and go, where am I going? <laughs> well, the name then came from, he, uh, Jim says what his uncle had a whole bunch of race history, big race cars. That's all he did. And Jason grew up with him, and he said, you know, I'd really like to name this car after my uncle. And I said, well, what are you thinking? He says, I don't know. I just kind of want to attribute it to, you know, kind of him. And I said, well, hell, let's just call it uncle. So, um, it, it also double plays. Yeah, it kind of plays both ways. Yeah, I like the way you beat it. I think it's cool. When you're beating up on people, you know, and you got their arm behind their back, they have to say uncle, right? Right. That's what I actually, when I saw the spelling, that's actually what I thought of because my brother and I used to play uncle growing up. Of course, I yeah, lost yeah. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what I, when I used to scream it, that's kind of the, mag- the spelling I kind of imagined. <laughs> yeah. Well, you hit it. So it's I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here screaming uncle just looking at the thing. I know. And the, I want the, the pictures of this vehicle are absolutely beautiful. All the way down to the door handles. Yes. Tell me about those. What are those? Because it looks like it's almost like a graphite. We manufacture all of that. You know, years ago, we just got tired of not being able to find the right parts for our cars, so we just decided to build them ourselves. So uh, over the years, we've uh, we've built a lot of parts, hence our Ring Brothers side of our parts business. We sell, uh, I think we've, what, we've got five, 600 different products now, but that's that's been a big part of our business. So when we create something and we know it works, you know, we sell it. We sell, you, you may not be able to have the whole car, but you can have pieces of it, right? Right. Like, like the hood on that car, we it's all carbon, machine molds, so we can reproduce them. And that one's kind of a play on the Boss 9 hood, but actually a little cleaner um, than the Boss 9, but still aggressive. And, yeah. you know, with that big Kazi motor in there, we did need a... Uh, a big bump. Yeah. We we were looking at our mailbox out there, but it wasn't quite big enough, so we had to come up with something a little better. <laughs> I was going to say the, so the, the lines on this Mustang yes. are absolutely amazing. So, this car is um, sexy. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. It, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's... I love this car. I want this car. <laughs> you yeah, can tell the guy that owns this car, if he ever wants to sell it, I'll try to pitch up some kind of money. I'll go to the bank and be like, give me the money. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, yeah that's... It's you know it's subtle because we widened it. If you look at the really the back edge of the door is the only place that it's stock. From there it humps out pretty quick because the scoops on the sides are bigger. You can tell they look identical, but yet the openings you know an inch larger per side. Yeah. And then the doors taper all the way forward to the front fender. That car tapers an inch wider per side, but yet it's all hidden and you don't really notice it. Except it's got a 295 up front, but we could have easily put a 315 up front. Wow. Uh, so it's the car is much wider, but it doesn't look like it. And then we had to build all the end caps on the back over because obviously the stock ones were an inch short. Yeah. So yeah. There, there was a lot of there was a lot of fabrication in that car that you really don't see by just looking at it. But I mean, you guys, and, and this is probably a, a duh moment, but since you guys can machine and build anything it's almost like when you see a vehicle you know exactly how you're going to take it and perfect on it and that's got to be a good feeling at the end of the day 
It is, but it's scary because just because you see something doesn't mean somebody else agrees with what you're seeing. So it's kind of a consensus of what we like or don't like about a certain model. Because let's face it, most muscle cars are pretty cool and they don't need much. So you can actually make them uglier. There's a lot of times people cut a dash out of a car. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Should have left the one that was in there, right? I mean, people do it just to do it instead of really looking at it and does it need it, right? And people want to build a, a spoiler. They want it eight feet tall so that people know they built the spoiler. It's hard for somebody to make one a quarter inch larger and and go through all that effort to, to make a change where people don't know if you did it or not. So that's... It's uh, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's uh, hard to explain that to a customer that what you want to do, and it's really so subtle that they may not even notice it. But overall, it will change the whole effect if you did a little of that everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like an Easter egg hunt. You know, you really got to study them to find you know find the differences. Maybe finding Waldo or whatever is a good way to put it. <laughs> I have a feeling that the Waldo is going to be. <laughs> One of your next vehicles you guys built, but what I mean, black. I going back to customizing. Ellen loves the fact that I put a Porsche whale tail on the back of my '97 Geo Prism. It's so and ugly. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a subtle touch. It it's is a, a subtle, subtle touch. Okay, yeah, you can see yeah, him coming from like five miles away. I don't know how subtle he's talking here. I'm like, yeah, what did way. he do? <laughs> Why? When you, go, when you go camping, you can have a picnic table. That's oh yeah, that's idea. basically it. You basically can eat off the back. Of this thing. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's at a 35 degree angle, but I, you know, if you sit on one side, that's fine. Well, <clears throat> obviously, a lot of people must have liked the builds that you guys did because you just won SEMA. So tell me how that felt. You know, we've been in that competition a few years now, and like I said out there, we were always the bridesmaids, never the bride. So it was kind of fun to, to win it uh, for once, you know, and there's a lot of really nice stuff at SEMA. It's just hard to believe you can, you know, get narrowed down, get narrowed down to 12, much less to win it. So Yeah, it amazes me that they narrow it down the way they did. In fact, this was, what, your second award or your third? Well, we've been in it, I don't know how many times. One year we had two cars in it at the same same time, which was kind of difficult. But we've never won that. We've won all kinds of other awards at SEMA, but never won the Battle of Builders before. Right. This was the first one. We were in the top three the the first year when they had it, and then they changed it to... like every year they've changed it and made more people in the finals and more young guns more trucks so it's all changed yeah but i think this was our fourth time that we had cars in it out of six years well with this being your first battle of the builders award was that something that you all were kind of aspiring to i mean you've had other awards at sema but was this the one that you just were like it's the one we need to get you know, it's, it's a cool one to get. Honestly, for me, the GM Design Awards or the Ford Design Awards mean a, a real a lot to, to me and Jim because that's the automakers telling you you did a good job that really understand what you're doing. And not that hot rodders don't, but sometimes hot rods are judged by how perfect it is but not... It, whether you drive it or not, right? There's some cars that are amazing. Oh, my God, look at that. It's amazing. That's amazing. Boy, that part's amazing. But you step back and look at it and go, uh, I really wouldn't get seen driving that thing. And for us, it's it's about would you drive it? And to build something like people want to drive and then other builders recognizing it and other automakers looking at it and saying, that's cool, that's, that's pretty high um, regards yeah. for us. GM, they gave us the, the best GM at SEMA this year, which was pretty cool. I mean, if you think about all of the all of the stuff that they had to look at, that they can narrow it down. That, that was a that was really nice. 
I was going to say, okay. one thing I noticed about all of your builds, it looks like a vehicle that, A, someone who obviously loved, put some time and effort into it, but mm-hmm. B, would drive. So, throughout the years, and this is a very unfair question for both of you guys, what are your favorite builds? Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah, you know, that's because you forget a lot, especially you get our age and breathe as much pain. Um, I think both would be a little different. I really like the Camaro because it's our last one. I like Don's Camaro. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Splitter, the red one. I like, you know, there's certain, everyone did a little bit. I know Jim would say producer's probably one of his favorite because it's the first time we we widened a car like that. We cut it down both sides and widened it four inches. The producer is a 65 Mustang Fastback. It's an orange and black car. It was a pretty cool car. That and another, we did a 66 Chevelle for a guy by the name of Chris McVie called Recoil. Um, that car is cool. That the interior cool. in that car is really cool. If you haven't seen it, check that out. It's like all the floors, all the panels are... are uh, yeah, if you Google Ring Brothers Recoil uh, Chevelle, uh, that's the one we did with uh, we filmed with Jay Leno on it, and oh. he was like, you know, I was gonna say, I think I've seen Jay Leno driving a car like this. Yeah, on something. It was on television, obviously. What but is that color? On the inside. It's just kind of a drab. He wanted a color that wasn't about color, he, and he just yeah. said, I want metal seats, and I want a color that's not color, and that's what we came up with. And really, he hadn't seen the car till. So, the seats are wild. <laughs> yeah, it's, and the texture, you know, it's all water transferred, all the floors, everything, you know, are aluminum panels that we hydro-dipped and then cleared them. So it's, it was a whole different way of thinking, and I really liked the look of that, too, the rawness. Yeah. That car was a thousand-horsepower monster, and, you know, it's funny because when Jay was driving, we were pounding on it pretty hard and he, he says you know Jim he says I get a lot of people that bring their stuff in here and I get to drive and he says yeah it's 800 it's a thousand it's 1200 horse and he said that's just not there and he said this thing this thing feels like a thousand horse like this thing's a monster and it really was it, that car is just a monster it looks like something the ghost rider would, would drive I mean oh, it's yeah. just it's a yeah it is it is a monster and that color is just you look at it and you instantly say there's nothing that's that color no. Right. Yeah, there was, we call it sandstorm. We really couldn't find a color for it. And, you know, and that was a while ago already. That was before everybody started doing those muted colors. And now that's uh, pretty normal. Yeah. So now that you we've asked you what your favorite builds have been, or have been, I can't talk today. My question is, what is the build you haven't done yet that you're just aspiring to do? What is the car that you're like, we want to really do something with this one? Well, it's funny you ask. We, uh, we designed a truck with Gary Riggle, but... Um, the 48 Chevy pickup, basically just part of the cab, uh, that looked like it ran into a Formula One car. Uh, and uh, we did all the design on it. We had the, that we were going to build it for a guy. It was going to be a very expensive vehicle, a lot of carbon. Um, and he just one day just said, keep it. I'm, I'm basically, I just can't do it right now. I'm building another business, blah, blah, blah. That was four years ago. Yesterday, he called. He said, I'll be up there on Tuesday. We're going to build that car. So we're pretty jacked that, uh, that we finally get to do that vehicle. And I think it, it's going to be a little bit crazy, but uh, I think people will like it when it's done. So a truck running into a sports car, basically. No, yeah. And the true Formula One. One, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Well, sports car, race car. Yeah, you know. if, I, if I showed you renderings of it, you'd be like, there's no way. Right. Yeah, because yeah, I'm trying to imagine. This Are you going to leave an open just, wheel? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm trying to open this, and I'm just going, whoa, huh? How it did is that semi-open work? wheel. Nice. It is semi-open wheel. so cool. I'd drive it. Oh, I'd drive it. it. I'd totally I drive it. it. I, I, I keep looking at Reactor. 
the 67 yeah. Mustang because that yeah. just looks like James Bond's car. Yeah. You know, that was our first car, really. That was the first car that we we got noticed. We did a car one time, took it to SEMA. We didn't know anybody. And they put us outside between the, the convention center and the, the Hilton. Oh, the sweet the, spot. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right next to the dumpster. So that was before there was anybody at SEMA, hardly. It was, the only people that would see it were the ones smoking and put their cigarette oh, on no. it. Oh, so, uh, that was a pretty cool car in its day. It was funny because the, the editor from Mustangs Monthly, um, after SEMA, months later, wrote, took a bunch of pictures of it, and it was in Mustang Monthly, and he said, the weirdest part is probably with the coolest Mustang at SEMA was sitting out by the dumpster. Oh, <laughs> and, no. Uh, not even in the show, but it was pretty funny. But So that kind of got us all jacked up to try to get inside the door instead of being outside. But... Uh, that was funny. Story. Yeah, I think everybody forgets that it just doesn't happen, right? It's it's little baby steps and getting a break, and we got our share of breaks, that's for sure. I mean, even for you guys to call us, right? We don't we don't discount what this means to us, right? I mean, the people you reach, this helps us, and you know, you do these things, and and pretty soon some people start knowing your name. I remember telling Jim years ago. The coolest thing probably ever at the time that ever happened to me was I was at, we were at, I think, Columbus, and I said, Jim, that guy's wearing a shirt with our name on it. That's that awesome. Really, that was like, wow, somebody would actually want to wear a shirt with our name on it. You know, and it was really, you know, you don't take any of that for granted, and you don't forget those types of moments. You know, everybody thinks it's about a show, winning this, winning that. It's it's more about the people and the little things that happen to you than the big award. Yeah, definitely the people. We've had the opportunity to meet just amazing people over a stupid car. And Let me tell you, that's, that is probably the best thing in all the years of us doing this podcast. That's probably the best thing we've heard anybody say. That's that, true. That, that really made me smile. And, and you're right. It is about the small things. Ellen and I were at a race a couple of years ago, and, and I walked over to the wall, and I was like, look, they have pictures of me up at this race and Ellen said that's a wanted poster um, yeah, it but doesn't matter it's, it's still cool it's the small things it's notoriety yeah, that's the only time no you're going to see posters of Chris up because <laughs> I was going to say I don't remember seeing this poster was, oh yeah the wanted thing oh yeah okay now I remember uh, so I was like what what's he talking about there are no posters with his face oh, all the what oh yeah because he, he's yeah, got yeah, a scary yeah. looking face yeah. <laughs> I don't Tomorrow. think his face on the t-shirt. I don't know anybody. Yeah. No offense, Chris, but I don't think anybody's going to wear it. <laughs> so, so what's next for, for Jim and Mike Ring? I mean, you got Battle of the Builders. I mean, the, the notoriety is going to come. The work is obviously already there. So what's next? I don't know. You know, it's, we, uh, we would like to, you know, as old as we are, we still would like to expand. Um, we'd like to hire a few more people. We'd, we'd, uh, there's definitely some projects that we want to build. I mean, I think, you know, we are getting up there and I don't know how many cars we really do have left in us. Because when you do one or two a year, right, that doesn't that doesn't leave that many. Right. So you really want to start doing cars that are really different and um, choose a little more. Not that you don't need, you know, we, we don't have that ability as much as people think. We still take and do collision every week and paint whatever we need to. I'm painting a 57 Chevy right now. It's just a repaint. So people think I think sometimes that we only do high-end builds. That's not the case at all. But it, it would be nice for us to really pick and choose the last cars that we have that we really have passion for. And obviously we, we need help. So if any of your listeners are looking for a job, tell them to reach out to Ring Brothers. Cause, uh, we've got all kinds of openings. And maybe, who knows, maybe they can be the person that keeps our legacy alive and takes this place over. Absolutely. Well, you know, Ellen's good with a wrench and a brush. Uh, no, I can't build anything. The only thing I can do is 
Well, right. And, and which which actually brings me to the last build I wanted to ask you guys about that I mentioned at the beginning of the interview. Um, but when you're talking about the cars that you want to build, it's not specifically for cars because I saw Happy Camper. <laughs> Chris Chris Camper so bad. This 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 Winnebago. So a um, little bit of background about me. I actually work for Gander RV and Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah, and yeah. and I was up in uh, Minneapolis the week before Christmas filming uh, commercials and product walkthroughs for the Yeti Ice Houses. Um, and I'm taking a look at the inside <laughs> of this Winnebago. Number one, how in the heck did you get that one? And then number two, would you guys like to customize the Ice House? <laughs> yeah. yeah, customize what? Uh, ice House. You gotta tell yeah, yeah, the little fish houses, the little mobile trailers that are fish houses. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny you say that, too. But, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, that one was... Tell him, you can tell him, Jim. Well, I had a friend of mine who works for Trail of Rad Rides, and he called me up, and we had, we had a piece of property right down by the river. And uh, he called me up and said, hey, Jim, he said, this Winnebago is going through Barrett Jackson. He said, it's pretty cool. It's probably going really cheap. You ought to just buy it and park it down by your river. So, like a dumb shit, I called Bob Johnson, who's a friend of ours that buys a lot of cars. I said, Bob, that thing goes through cheap. Buy it. Because we weren't getting out there until Thursday, and this was like on a Tuesday night or something that this thing was going through. Right. So we went out there, and I'm out, outside looking at this Winnebago, and I'm like, what a dumpster. Like, oh my God. <laughs> a dumpster <laughs> It was running on one cylinder. Like, anyway, I wouldn't have gave you a thousand dollars for it. No way. Not a thousand dollars. It was just the most horrible. And, and Bob walks up to me, and I said, tell me you didn't buy it. He goes, ten grand, you own it. And I'm like, are you kidding me, Bob? So then we tried to give it away to the Boys and Girls Club out there and all kinds of things because we didn't want to deal with shipping it back and all the crap that came with it. They're like, no. Finally, finally we spent another $2,500 or $3,500 shipping it home that we were going to just put it in the dumpster. And, uh, you know, we pulled it in the shop and we just started gutting the thing. We just took everything out of it. And... uh, that's kind of when it all began, and then we got this crazy idea to put a thousand horsepower blown LS in it, and and make, keep the outside completely original, but hail damage to hell. Yeah, this, this thing was shot. Wonderful. That is the. I mean, the inside of this thing it literally looks like the looks party like, mobile. I want it, this thing. It, it looks, looks like, like Jimmy Buffett's travel trailer. Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is amazing. It's how they Chris Farley too. I can tell it. You know, when he did that bit on Saturday Night Live about living in a van down by the river. Now, this is the kind of van yeah. he needs to yeah. live in. Jimmy Mike took it to heart. <laughs> uh, it turned out being one of the funniest, stupidest things we ever did. We had more fun with that thing. That's so cool about I mean, it's even got the look of a 57 Chevy Bel Air with some of the colors and stuff in the studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. We had everybody sign it that would go in on the door, and it, it was ridiculous. I mean, how many signatures. And it didn't matter, honestly, if you were six years old or 86 years old. Oh. Anybody that went in there smiled coming out. I mean, oh. they literally, it was, the, it was, you know, it didn't matter. It wasn't a Chevy. It wasn't a Ford. It was nothing. So you didn't have them hating on a brand. It was just fun. Fun and, oh. and it wasn't meant to impress, but it, it was just it ended up being a great way for us to relieve stress and had no idea how many people uh, would like it. You would, you would be floored to know what that thing sold for. <laughs> oh, sure. I can only imagine. I was going to say, did, tell me that Randy Quaid bought this and he's going to use it on the next rendition of National Lampoon. <laughs> uh, that's, that's one of Jeff's favorite be... movies, too. <laughs> I love it. I can totally see Randy Quaid in this thing, can't you? I'm just, I'm just sitting here just smiling with a big grin on my face with, with, with the sign that says come back with a warrant. I know. I love <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different I need this thing in my life. I love it. Oh my uh, gosh! It's beautiful. That, I mean, I've never so, seen anybody build anything like that. I love it. And and, and now I got to know how much did it sell for? 
I can't tell you. Oh, okay. oh. See, you get so excited. We got to know. What's about that thing? You pull up to somebody in their Mustang GT at a stoplight, four people in that Winnebago, and you would just blow them off the line oh, yeah. for the first 150 feet. It would pick the left front wheel off that camper when you jumped on I would love to race somebody. See, that's what uh, you got to do. You got to take that to the drag strip. Okay. How awesome oh, would be drag and get somebody and beat them in a camper? <laughs> <laughs> the, travel, the Travel Channel did a show on it. If you can pull it up, but it was dubbed the world's fastest RV. Nice. And uh, I think it was. I mean, that thing was just a crazy fast. Oh, it's it's, it's got to be. So, so guys, you have done some phenomenal work. Congratulations on the Battle of the Builder Award. That is well deserved and long overdue. Um, I mean, just taking a look at the work of your that, that that you've done, it's it's not a shock at all that you got it. It's more shocking that you haven't gotten it before now. Um, So I know ringbrothers.com is where people can go to find more information if they want to do a build, if they want to take a look at some of the stuff you guys have done. But is there any other place? Do you guys have Facebook? Uh, You know, any other way they can find you? Yeah, we do Facebook and our Instagram page. Um, You like us on there. You get a lot of cool stuff we post. And um, by the way, that Battle of the Builders TV show airs on Sunday morning at uh, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, um, and I think it's on the History Channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's it's uh, we're, we're we've been blessed. There's no doubt about it. And uh, thank you guys for yeah. uh, thinking of us. One last story I have to tell you. Sure. So Mike and I were were down in Dallas doing a show for O'Reilly Auto Parts, for, which we have to go which we have to leave tomorrow morning to go do again. But mm-hmm. this was last year. Last year. So we're down we're down doing this show, and it was getting to the they have a they basically put on a really nice event for all their managers. And uh, so actually we're taking that Prestone car, the Javelin, the AMX down there. And uh, so last year, towards the end of the night, and Mike and I were kind of just tired of standing around there. It was damn near midnight. And Mike said, well, shit, Rusty Wallace is right down the line. Let's just go side on him. I, we don't know Rusty from Adam. Like, we've never met the guy. Don't know anything about him. And, you know, we're standing in a line, probably 30 people in the line. And we get up probably 15 people from getting to Rusty to say hi. Him and, and he, I don't know if we had our shirt on. Or yeah, we, oh, yeah, we had a Ring Brother shirt on. And Rusty goes, "Are you guys the Ring Brothers?" And and we go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh man," he says, "I'm big fans of yours. Come on up here." So we wow. jumped the line. So we get up there and he was shooting the crap with Rusty and and uh, um, he says, "Yeah, I'm I'm big fans." And and he says, "I tell you, his buddy was with him. And I don't know who this guy was, but he said, you know these guys?'" And he goes, "No." And and uh, so we talked for a while and then finally he says hey he said I'd like to take you guys to a race um, we'll get together we'll, I'll hook you up with everything and we'll go to a race and I said Rusty we work on cars all week and the last thing I'm going to do is go watch them go around the track on a weekend and he, <laughs> <laughs> and he started laughing his buddy said I've never seen anybody shut Rusty down like that <laughs> 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 you know, I think he's going to laugh at it now <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, yeah, and, and more of that's going to happen, especially now. So, I mean, yeah. I think you guys got a lot more notoriety than you think, yeah. uh, especially with those beautiful builds because they're, they're gorgeous. They, they look like they're loved, and they look like they can be driven as opposed to just parked on four pieces of little carpet. So Yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard of a photographer called Larry Chin, but he did a really cool shoot on both of those cars, um, that Mustang and... Um, that um, Belgium Camaro and it just came out like yesterday or whatever but it's really really well done and uh, so if people want to see it they could check out that too that's wonderful it's, yeah. it's about yeah, 12 minutes just checking out some of his photos of that just a few minutes ago yeah that's that's that, that's where I got the question about the, the door handle because I was like my god that's beautiful yeah, um, yeah. so Jim and Mike you guys are absolutely phenomenal we, we can't wait to see. I know you say you only got to, you know, you don't have any more builds you got left in you. I hope 
hope you have a hundred left in you. Um, you know, more than that, because I want to see the work that you guys keep putting out because it is it is absolutely stunning, and we have been honored to have you guys here on Behind the Wheel. So, um, once again, check out ringbrothers.com. Check out their Facebook page. Check out their Instagram page. And can you give us a hint before we go as to what your next build that you're working on is going to be? Which one? Yeah. For SEMA this year, you can tell them. We've got, we've got several, but we're doing a really crazy K5 Blazer. Um, it's about 1,200 horse. There ain't, no, there ain't nothing left of this truck either. Um, uh, we're doing a, a 69 Dodge Charger cool. for a guy out of New Zealand. Uh, his name's Greg Murphy. He's a race car driver down there. Super car Super driver. Super car driver. Um, we're doing a 68 Mercury Cougar. Um, we're doing a 65 or 64 and a half convertible. Mm. Uh, another 69 Mustang Fastback. Uh, and that's it right now. That's all I can tell you right now. <laughs> that's it? Okay, all that's right. That's it. That's all. Nothing here, else. Here I was thinking, oh, they had one really cool one that they're like going to focus on. No, they just dropped 12. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got that many started. But really, the, the only ones you'll really see at SEMA is that Blazer and that Charger. Yeah, I want to see this Blazer. This Blazer's that going Blazer awesome. That Blazer sounds got me 1,200 horses. Yeah, the Blazer's different. It's cool. It's different. Like, way different. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, we look forward to checking in with you again, as always. Thank you. Congratulations. Yes. And, man, we just can't wait to see what you guys continue to build. I appreciate it. Thanks to both of you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank Jim you. and Mike Ring, Ring Brothers. Thank you, guys. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Take care. <laughs> yeah, okay. Bye. I would just like to say I kept my cool on that one. I didn't ask them for anything like I usually do. Oh, you, you were kind of pimping one out. I was I was trying to pimp one. If, if he wanted to donate <laughs> yeah, right. that Javelin or that Winnebago, which apparently <laughs> sold for some ungodly yeah, amount of money. I found out how much that sold for, but I bet it was millions. I'm th- I, well, I'm thinking six figures. I am too. I'm thinking six figures. And I bet Chris Farley contacted him. <laughs> I bet Randy Quaid did too. I think you nailed I that one. I Randy Quaid got it. <laughs> Shitter's fall. I mean, it's... <laughs> If whoever bought that, if they did not recreate that scene in front of somebody's house, then I'm mad at you. They're wrong. You need to do it. They are absolutely wrong. I am blown away by Jim and Mike Ring Ring Brothers. Please go check out ringbrothers.com. The Valkyrie. Yeah, I don't know how to say this. (laughs) As soon as he said Belgium, the first thing he popped in my head, what do you think it was? I don't know. Belgian waffles? Yes. yes, See, I was thinking the waffles. You were close. It was either going to be the waffles, bread, or beer. It was beer. See, he thought beer. I thought waffles. <laughs> and when I saw that name, I was like, ooh, I bet that's a good brew. My God. <laughs> that car. No wonder it won Battle of the Builders. That Camaro right. was out of this world. I don't know. That uncle was having me scream. Uncle. Uncle, of course, uh, it's my favorite color, so well, that, does, that does help. But, but you know, it's so amazing to me that they can just take the, the things that are built – I mean, by these manufacturers, by these builders, they're 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 built tremendously well. They yeah. see it and they say, you know what, we're gonna improve on it. We're just gonna move this one inch, we're gonna move this one inch, we're gonna add this, we're gonna change that. And that is what separates it and separates them and anybody else doing this type of thing from what's already out there on the market. And when they do that, to see the time, the effort, the passion that they put in it, to see it pay off with a championship like the SEMA Battle of the Builders, it's I, I got no words. I know. Taking it an inch, and as you look at it and you go, my God, that's a gorgeous vehicle. Well, not that I mean, you know, the door handles you liked on the, the yeah. uncle car. He's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we machine those. Car, yeah, yeah, because we can't find the stuff we like, so we yeah. just decided to build it. We're not going to do that fiberglass, plastic looking crap that you see. No offense to some of the manufacturers Which is fine. out there I these days. Yeah, They're I fine. Dig it. I look, get it. But. It's a business. You got to be profitable. Yeah. That type of stuff is expensive. How are you, I, I got to ask, though, all you automakers out there, how are you profitable when you are literally <laughs> got millions of vehicles having mm-hmm. to go back to the manufacturer? Right it's financing. Another defect. It's financing. <laughs> it's financing. Let me tell you, it's financing right now. I'm another give you, airbag defect. I'm, I'm going to give you a pro <laughs> tip right now. You want to get the best deal on anything that you buy from any whatever you go to them and you say yes i'm gonna finance then you beat them up but you show up with a check (laughs) because the thought process has always been oh you know we'll make money on the back end when they finance because of the Mm -hmm. kickbacks manufacturers get the kickbacks dealerships get the kickbacks that's true go in there say 
no, nah, I'm going to finance this thing, blah, 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 blah. Go ahead and fill out the credit app. Do the whole nine. Get the best absolute bottom. Beat them up. Leave two, three times. Then come back with your check. Right. <laughs> you just won the battle. <laughs> now, they're still going to make money. Right. But it's it's not as big a margins as it used to be. Right. So seeing these guys take that and then turn around and sell them, that right. tells me two things. Number one, the demand is there. It is. People want to buy these things. Well, and, yeah, they want to buy a car that's something different than everybody else has on the well, road today. That, of course. But the talent is there. Yes. There are so many talented people doing great things to vehicles out there. Look, yeah, behind the wheel on racingjunk.com, we are all about getting out, doing the what's what's on the track. Yeah. What's whether it's dirt, whether it's road, don't matter. Dragging, don't matter. Right. But if you're building something. Yeah. If you're building a piece of automotive artwork, tech. as I want to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not just saying, you know, your typical Toyota, Chevy, Ford, whatever. I'm talking about something that nobody else has. Now, if you put a you scoop know. on a 97 Geo Prism, <sighs> don't call me. I got one. Yeah, he built this by hand. It's scary looking. I don't. I don't even know how looking. much longer it's gonna fall. It's tell you not gonna what. fall off. It, Let me tell you still, what. In how 90, did you bolt that on anyway? In, in '97, <laughs> when I had my members only jacket, my mullet, and my Velcro strap Reeboks, I was killing it. I had the pink pastel shirt unbuttoned all the way to halfway down my chest with the gold chain. The ladies loved me, Ellen. <laughs> Were they really ladies though? <laughs> okay, I won't go there. So thank you for joining us. Behind the wheel on racingjunk.com. The Jim and Mike ring. Hush. I'm going to go get in my car and play my tapes loud. ACDC's in there right now. If you do have some questions, if you want to be on the show, you know somebody needs to be on the show, please give us a call. Follow us, Racing Junk, uh, racingjunk.com. That's right. Uh, we got Instagram. We got the book face. We got the Twitter. We got, we got everything. Yeah. I mean, we I don't still, really have Snapchat, but that's okay. I still have the chat snaps. I still have the StarTac flip phone, so <laughs> I'm never getting rid of it. So I don't have it. Uh, but no, uh, please, by all means, hit uh, us up. We want to know. We don't care if you race. We don't care if you're building something. Mm -hmm. If you're just getting into the game, we want to talk to you. Yeah, and please, if if you like the the podcast, like and subscribe. Leave us some comments and let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Um, right. You know, we love hearing from you. The only way for us to get better is by hearing by the folks that like and listen to us. That's right. Because our audience is who we're trying to please. Yeah, that's right. And so, it's a new year, so I all kinds of new things coming. Yeah. Yet, unless somebody wants to pay me, then I'll please you. That's just okay. We got to cut it off. I will there, sell. Sell. You can reach me, Chris Young. Just call me. I, my, my numbers on practically every bathroom wall on the East Coast. You just call me if you want to sponsor. Have me say pretty words for you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. Chris just called himself a sellout. <laughs> <laughs>